Want to know the latest trends and insights in the marketing, advertising and startup space in the MENA region? This is where you have to be. Welcome to the Brand Tribe. The Brand Tribe is a digital knowledge lounge for igniting ideas, inspirations and interactions for the marketers and entrepreneurs of the region. Stay tuned to keep getting inspired. Keep reading at www.thebrandtribe.com. Hi Nidhi, welcome to the Brand Tribe podcast and we are so happy to have you over here. I have personally known you for a while now, but I'm so glad to share the journey and our conversation with all the audience. Thank you for joining. Hi Anamika, thank you so much for having me here. It's uh, such an honor that uh, you know I get to do this with you. Like you mentioned, we've worked together before and uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my story with you on your platform. Yes, looking Happy forward to knowing more about you. I guess we all get to discover everything, every time something new from each other. Absolutely, right. So let me introduce awesome. you briefly to my audience. I know that you are a coach, you are also an author, and you are something unique, which is a story healer. Can you tell me what these terms mean? Because uh, yes, they are very nice to hear, but can we know more what they mean specifically? Absolutely. And thank you for asking that question, because sometimes when I tell people that I'm a story healer, uh, they pretty much have the same reaction. That sounds impressive, but what does that mean? So um, like you said, I am a coach. I am an ICF certified life coach uh, with my training in NLP, hypnotherapy, and a couple of other things. Uh, and during the course of my work, I work with women entrepreneurs who are pretty much either solo or run small to medium businesses of their own. Now, the thing is, Ananmika, what I realized is while working with these wonderful, fantastic women who have brilliant lives, who have created these businesses for themselves, um, it is a lot of the stories that they are telling themselves that are holding them back from growing and expanding their businesses. And uh, in the process of working with them, I realized that it is uh, healing these stories or reframing and um, realigning these stories, re-energizing these stories, if you will, uh, that we sometimes find solutions to their business growth problems. So which is why I call myself a story healer. The caveat here is, of course, that I don't do the healing. People heal their own stories. I'm just a medium for that. That's awesome. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And actually, we connect to it so much because you are a story healer. Uh, you heal, help people heal their stories and we help bring their stories out and share it to the world. So definitely, yeah. that's, that's a huge connection that we have with each other. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, Nidhi, I wanted to ask that how did you get on this path of coaching? Uh, you were in a corporate life earlier. And what was the trigger point? Where did it all start? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, mostly because there was no one turning point. It was a series of points. And it may sound, again, very repetitive, but that's how the story evolved. So to begin with, I was, yes, I used to be a market researcher in a previous avatar. Um, I worked with AC Nielsen and... Um, 
TNS. I don't know what it's called right now in its, its current avatar. And um, I started um, doing my own consulting after I left the corporate world. And I became a blogger. So because writing has always been my true passion, that's been something that I really love doing. And as the internet has evolved and given us all platforms, I started blogging. This was way back in, I think, 2006, if I'm not mistaken, that I started wow. blogging first. Yeah. So you were and one of those first pioneers of blogging. You were. Yes, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. can share a lot of tips with us, but I, I know how blogging as a term has evolved over the years. Yes, yes. Blogging meant a very different thing back then. Uh, but um, uh, yes, so I pretty much evolved as the internet evolved, as its reach evolved. And I could see the power of reaching people through this medium, right? Um, and uh, I continued growing my blogging, but uh, what I realized was me speaking as an individual uh was powerful, yes, but if I grew a collective of people, collective of uh, bloggers, uh, writers, uh, and gave them a platform, that would be even better. So which is why I started a platform. Uh, that was my first business actually back in India. It was called Mumbai Mom. And through that platform, uh, it was targeted towards parents. And I called it uh, for the person behind the parents. So through that platform, we did a lot of events. So that's how I got into events. We started literature festivals and used to do a lot of events for parents as well. So literally stumbling down the pathway to entrepreneurship. And then when I moved to Dubai, um, again, it was a huge life change. And a lot of people who live in Dubai, uh, I think they can associate with the experience of being a trailing spouse which is basically leaving the life that as you knew it behind and then coming to this country, which has a very interesting, uh, but beautiful, um, you know, entire structure of living and working and the opportunity to again, um, redesign my life as a different kind of entrepreneur. What I realized here again was there was an opportunity for me to um, impact lives of other people, but probably not through just blogging and writing, but also including aspects of speaking and most importantly, listening. Um, I realized that um, people want to be heard. People want to be understood. Uh, and they were not getting as much opportunity to do so. And that's how I really started Anamika. I started doing workshops, which I thought I was teaching, but then I realized all I needed to do was sit and listen and people would find their own solutions. And uh, that's basically how, when I realized that um, coaching this is, is for you. What, yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah, so long so, story. <laughs> no, I guess the long story, but uh, there are so many aspects which uh, many of us can resonate with, especially at the life of an expat, life of a trailing spouse, as you called it. Uh, we have had our similar journeys. We might have chosen different paths, but some way or the other, we can connect. But I like that you use the term redesign your life. That's yeah. like giving back yourself the power rather than becoming a victim of the circumstances, a victim mm -hmm. of the choices that has come away to taking the power back. So I think uh, that's, that's something that we all, we forget to these small things 
that how yeah. a vision change or how a perspective change can actually change the path of your life and that's what you do with your story visioning i guess yes absolutely so uh, i love the way you segued into my <laughs> signature <laughs> programs uh, yes it just happened like... it was not planned <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are a great moderator you know how to just flow in the right direction <laughs> right. yeah yeah so um yes you wanted to ask me something yeah so please share a little more about uh, your concept of story visioning and taking the power back in our own hands of redesigning our life sure so like i was mentioning in amica i started off by doing life coaching and because that was what i got trained into but then i realized that uh, life coaching is something one on one uh, and i continued doing it but um, a lot of us don't have the opportunity to sign up for life coaching or you know really spend so much time and intention and effort and money <laughs> towards signing up with a coach which is when i came up with this program which is fairly self led it has all the content and the directions uh to guide one towards finding out the pieces that are blocking your way towards the vision that you know you need to have but there is something blocking your view so this entire program story visioning which is based on the tenets of storytelling so we use a lot of for journaling prompts and writing in it uh, over here i want to really break a bit and say that uh, from this mod module onwards not this module this time onwards um, i decided to give people the power to even write voice notes if they were not comfortable writing down things so when i say writing i mean speaking out your truth speaking blurting out what is within you so by using this concept of storytelling this concept of unraveling our stories to create a vision for ourselves that we think we have in our mind but we have not been able to actually elaborate even for ourselves and the the basic concept behind story visioning is that sometimes we are not able to reach our destination simply because it's not very clear in our head so this entire process clarifies all of that and it's a beautiful journey towards creating a life that you want to live great sounds really interesting so here i want to pause a bit and ask you that uh, you are helping entrepreneurs clear their heads into the space that they want to be into the path they want to be but at the same time you are also an entrepreneur you also have your own challenges what are those and how do you go about handling them who helps you out in those circumstances <laughs> look at who's asking me this question <laughs> all right um okay so as an entrepreneur and as a solopreneur for most part i think the biggest challenge is to get the word out there about what i do because i know for sure and the clients that i have had in the past know for sure that the work that we do together is very powerful but to really get the word out there and to get more people to know about this work because this is life changing work uh, is the biggest challenge and you are helping me with that anamika so i would like to mention brand tribe over here because brand tribe does the marketing for um, uh, my brand um yeah and so yeah that's one of the biggest issues and the other thing which i find really challenging um 
and i'm being very honest here is finding the right price point which suits people because i think people don't uh, realize that life coaching involves a lot of hours that the coach puts behind mm-hmm. coming uh, you know before they come and start talking to you it's not like they just decide to talk to you and that's it there's a lot of work that they've done on themselves uh that's a journey that they've taken there are a lot of trainings that they do there's a lot of pain before they come and show up for you and hold space for you and uh it's not just a you know monetary value that you're getting out of it it's life changing right like i said and sometimes i find that there's a uh, pressure on uh having a price point which is available for more people because honestly as a as somebody who wants people to benefit from my work i also want to make it accessible i don't want my price point to be something which blocks people from working with me so yeah i think that is one thing i struggle with uh but i i found a way to kind of navigate that which is why i create programs group programs which are easily accessible people can i mean kind of self navigate it a little bit and then get some help from me and there's another type of work that people can do with me which is my one on one coaching and programs so i think what i've done to resolve that for me is to create different ways in which people can work with me and the lowest price point of course is to buy my book i have a book called story visioning available on amazon <laughs> so 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 that's the like the lowest price point so uh yeah so that is a challenge but i think i'm doing well with navigating it great so there is another challenge that i would like to mention for especially uh, working moms is multitasking <laughs> <laughs> which we have endless discussions on so yes i am sure that with every passing year we are getting better at it right and there is no formula for acing that i guess <laughs> you know i when you said challenge i didn't mean you to mention no life right that's the reality <laughs> i get it um, and also when you mentioned about the price point i know you know when people talk about okay uh, as simple as okay this logo can be designed in 2 hours so why is it expensive i was like the cost that you are paying is not for those 2 hours but for the 10 or 15 years experience that designer brings to the table so that's yeah. always a challenge to make people you know value the things yeah. that they yeah. uh, yeah i i you know honestly uh, speaking as uh, and i'm not trying to um blame anybody who does a little bit of bargaining that's in our nature right especially <laughs> as south asian people women <laughs> everyone wants a good deal but uh, i think um, we all should understand that if we are seeking out somebody for their help then we are the ones in need and if they, if they can help us through this problem you know be it even designing a logo uh you know for me i really really appreciate people who can do that because for me mm-hmm. uh that is uh, like you mentioned it's 15 years of experience that you've had 15 plus ex- years of experience that you've had i don't understand the importance of color of construct of design of the way it matches and moves along with my um whatever my brand um is vision or whatever the yeah. vision is all about uh similarly you know um i appreciate that so it is all of that which goes into the uh pricing so if i seek you out i've 
probably there would be a little bit of discussion on the price which is expected but um, yeah i mean i think we should all keep in mind that whenever we seek out somebody else who does something then we have to remember that to respect their yes uh, see again this is this is bringing in a fresher perspective in the way we are interacting on an everyday so if we are seeking out for help remember audience yeah. then then we should come from a place of gratefulness and yeah. not from arrogance it just changes the perspectives it yeah, just changes yeah. the relationships because uh, both parties are working for the same objectives absolutely yeah beautifully put see because yeah you're right i mean nobody is here to win a prize or you know there's no competition here yeah absolutely so you have already pitched in but i would love to go back to your book which i love yes. reading so it's like a go to it's a very small book so it's very easy to keep going back to it yes and i love the way you have explained about manifestation the easy tips the uh, the steps it makes it so much simpler but i would also like to uh, you know mention that this is a term which which is quite trending if i must say so uh so there is lot of glamorous associations with it but ignoring the depth behind it so mm-hmm. you know can you throw some light on it because you have actually written a book with so much research and so i'm sure this is coming from a place of deep belief in the process of manifestation absolutely and i i love the question because uh, i think manifestation has become quite a trendy topic these days and i love it honestly speaking i have absolutely no uh, this thing about uh, uh, tiktokers doing like one minute videos about quick manifestation <laughs> so i love it i love the fact that people have understood that there is something beyond um the obvious a logical route of uh, goal setting and that people have uh, an energetic energetic ability to manifest their realities and um, sorry i'm taking a minute to un- uh, go back to your question so uh, you were asking me why it's not just a fad but it is something which is longer lasting and deep yeah so here is the thing manifestation actually is very simple if you just think about it our entire life is a manifestation of something that we thought about a couple of years ago this is what i tell uh, people the first time they ask me about manifestation i say they just think back a couple of years back and think about the things that you were thinking and think about how many of those things have actually come true in your life so we are actually constantly manifesting in See. our lives it's not a switch that you have to turn on the switch is perpetually on um you know the lives that we live this is an example i love giving which is basically um humanity evolved from being hunter gatherers we used to roam around <laughs> you know half naked and uh, kill animals and slowly we learned farming and and now we live in a um, country where there is the tallest building in the world almost a kilometer high uh the marvels around us are uh are all the evidence that you need about how we have manifested what we believed was possible for us right yes you'll say there is science there is technology but even science and technology is based on believing something like even if you think of electricity electricity was not there there was somebody who thought about uh, harnessing the power of 
something which creates electricity today we press on a switch and the lights are on and we don't even think about how it happened right so manifestation is something we all do all the time uh, the only difference is when you manifest with intention then it becomes a little bit more faster and then it starts working in your favor and then then that's when it starts looking like magic and that's what people uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah and yeah some of them don't understand how is it possible it's because wherever your energy and attention goes and your intention flows that's where things start turning up right so i think um, using manifestation as an intentional tool in your business in your life uh, is just being smart instead of wasting your energy randomly and saying you know even if i'm if not you know being aware of what you're thinking of or where you're putting your intentions is just wasted energy right if you start putting your intentions in a particular direction with a particular goal in mind then you manifest things quicker okay. so yeah that's a drive perfect tip for driving our life <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know uh, you were talking about blocks and hurdles that comes our way in our stories and things like that and 2020 has been the biggest hurdle that has come in the way of uh, entrepreneurs especially and but most of us have picked our way and we are you know creating a new story new chapter and hoping that 2022 will be the best one ever coming from your scope of manifestation can you give some easy tips for people who are trying to create a vision for themselves for the next year what should wow what a wonderful question the first thing they can do is they can join my workshop <laughs> that was easy <laughs> yes and I'll, i'll make it really easy for you just sign up for my workshop and you know i'll i'll give you the, all the steps towards that uh but jokes apart um um i love that you know as humanity we think that a new year will give us a new opportunity to set intentions so the energy of a new year is always very good to start working on your manifestation so you can already start doing it even if we are right now at the beginning of december uh something start thinking about the things that you really really want to achieve don't put a timeline to it so even if you are aiming at 2022 to be the year that everything changes for you um don't put a timeline to it don't say that by december 2022 or by xyz date i want to achieve this but really th- try to put um your attention on what you really want and one of the biggest things that i teach in my workshops is to see how aligned your desires are or whatever it is that you want to achieve is is with your values and your beliefs right and the reason i say it is sometimes we set goals and intentions without really thinking through if we really really want them yeah so sometimes it is just a com- comparison like this person has it so i also want it this person has 5000 followers on instagram i also want it i want to earn 10000 per month but there's no reason behind it so make sure that your reason and your desire is uh, held in strong belief of what it means for you and your own value system 
right because otherwise your desire will not hold strong so it's a good time for introspection we have some a couple of weeks to do introspection on what we desire and what are our beliefs which are supporting it and um, really look at why we have not been able to reach there what are the beliefs that we already have about ourselves and our business and our life which are non supportive of these desires and start working on them so i think one of uh, th- this may sound very simple but it is really powerful to question ourselves really deeply and get uncomfortable really get uncomfortable with ourselves because it's only on the other side of discomfort that we get answers right so i would really suggest picking up a paper and pen journaling is my favorite tool and start free journaling on your desires and then trying to dig into those and see uh, what are the mental blocks that you have right it sounds like a very messy way to set about manifestation but i think like i said you have to clear the clutter uh, in order to you know see the light and another tip just adding up to that is add gratitude already um so the way to manifestation is paved with gratitude it's only when you start seeing what you already have what you already achieved will you start building up the energy to create more of that in your life and um, like i mentioned before not just clearing the clutter in your mind but also clearing physical clutter around you again great time to do that end of the year uh, look through your papers look through your uh, home your life and see what has already served its purpose and what is it that you can actually let go because that's how you will clear uh, create space for more to come in these are some wonderful tips i can you know i can already start thinking what i'm going to do ahead in these next four weeks and definitely i read in your book as well that uh, sometimes our limiting belief is the biggest hurdle that you know uh, why we have not been able to manifest is because we don't believe maybe that we deserve it or something else which is there in our mind which we have not acknowledged and that's coming in the way of our manifestation so yes yeah. it's a great time for introspection and uh, recently i had a conversation with my son about quotes and he was telling me some some very cool one and he asked me my favorite one and i told him wish carefully you might get it yeah it's like so, true <laughs> so yeah conversation was reminding me that actually so many times we wish and as you mentioned about social media and fomo and this and that that our desires are not deep rooted enough in our belief system and that's why we are being guarded by not that not be fulfilled i love this discussion because more than information it gives me thoughts to introspect and i'm looking forward to doing it and i hope all of the audience listening to this also get enough tools to create a new story for 2022 absolutely i would love for them to uh, you know see if any of these tips work for them and i'm sure you'll let me know if anyone gets back to you with the same thank you thank you so much for joining and sharing all your wonderful tips with us we wishing you a great year ahead Thank you so much Anamika lovely being on your show and uh, good luck for 2022 bye bye bye